when you lose your captain, you know, and, and one of your better defensemen, there's no doubt it's going to have a, an effect on, on your team. But, uh, you know, again, we showed in the third that we're able to handle it. And, uh, you know, so that's my perspective on it. You're, you're going to lose guys during the season. Those things happen. How you react to it and how you respond is what's important. Middays with MFB, Tim Benz, Lou Merloni, Christian Fourier. That was uh, Claude Julien coming back to open up the 11 o'clock hour. AT&T Hotline brings Joe McDonald to the program from ESPN Boston to talk about the big news of the day, which is the Zdeno Chara injury. And Joe, I just want you to know, in case you weren't listening before you came on, we've, we just got our first trade Lucic now, trade Martian now, tank to get Jack Eichel phone call of the year. So it's in, it's registered, it came in at 10.57 today, and I think it's a brilliant strategy because no matter what the Bruins do, they can't out-tank Buffalo trying to get Connor McDavid, so I think the caller's on to something. Well, you know what, I'm all for it, let's do it. I think Peter Shirelli's probably on the phone right now making some calls. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw Buffalo last weekend, there is no way anybody can be as bad as the Buffalo Sabres right now, so... I think the Bruins are going to be uh, going to be okay here, uh, sticking with Luch and, and Marchie. <laughs> hey, and Joe, and, and speaking of that, so if if there is going to be a time where they're going to lose one of their best players, wouldn't this be the time based on the schedule that they have in front of them? Eleven games in four weeks, seven games on seven games at home, and really not a lot of you know great teams on that on that list, and Buffalo be included in one of them at one and seven. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, you can look at it two ways here. Um, the one thing that the Bruins have always prided themselves on is to get off to a great start. Right around the first of December, they always want to be a top of the playoff standings uh, because you don't want to play catch-up. You'd rather be ahead of the pack, and the Bruins have done a really good job of that the last few years. So when they start the regular season, that's their goal. December 1, this is where we want to be. That's first and foremost. Uh, now, you look at this injury with Char, and you figure, okay, if it is four to six weeks, uh, I mean, this guy is a beast. We all know that he can come back uh, from this, um, depending on exactly what, what the injury is. But, okay, so maybe you get him rested, and then when the playoffs are toward, down the stretch in the playoffs, you have a, a fresher Zidane Chara. Uh, but you have to look at the overall picture here, and you look at this team has struggled defensively already this season, and then you look at you're losing one of the elite defenders in the game, especially the best player, defensive player in your team, for a long period of time here, that does not bode well for the Boston Bruins. At this point right now, doesn't matter what time of year it is, doesn't matter the schedule. Unless Peter Shirelli does something here, I think these guys are pretty much screwed for the time being while Char is out. Yeah, Mac, and I mean, what is what is Peter Shirelli able to do right now? I mean, how many teams out there right now are sitting there saying, oh, yeah, let's uh, our season's over? I mean, it's it's end of October. Like you know, like everybody kept thinking they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna wait to the deadline to get this right wing. They're gonna get one here soon. I, I don't see that coming. Or if they do, it's some guy that nobody wants. And, and maybe the same thing now for defensemen. Aren't they just sort of stuck with really their depth being tested from the minors? Yeah, I think so, Lou. I mean, the the one thing that Peter, you know, after the Boychuk trade, which obviously everybody's gonna in hindsight be like, oh, it was a brutal move. Look, at the time he needed he needed to make that trade, and he made the trade. Uh, fortunately, they don't have Johnny Boychuk right now. Uh, but at that time, Shirelli said that, you know, there are more moves coming. And everyone expected that next move to be that top-line winger, uh, possibly, a, you know, a, a right wing at, at this point. But I really think that now things have changed probably. I mean, Peter Shirelli's probably looking at it saying, okay, well, 
we're going to be without Chara for four to six weeks. Um, you know, we do have some depth in the organization. They did call up uh, Zach Trotman and Joe Morrow this morning from Providence. They're going to be at practice this morning. Uh, but at this point, I don't think that's the answer. So it wouldn't surprise me if Peter is trying to figure out how he can go and maybe make a trade for a, a top defender because you need it, uh, especially with this team. You just can't go without Dino Chara for that long and just say we can rely on our depth. Um, they've, they've already struggled this season defensively. So, you know, I don't think that looking within the organization at this point, I don't think that's the answer. Joe McDonald with us from ESPN Boston. You said earlier that they had to make that trade for Boychuk. Did they really have to make that trade? Could it have been someone else? Could it have been Kelly? Could they have uh, trimmed about a million, million four with one of the other guys that make about that much? Why did it have to be Boychuk? Because to be honest with you, Joe, um, it's not hindsight 2020. I mean, I was talking about this when the Boychuk trade happened, that if you get injuries to the top guys on defense, that's harder to step back in and fill than it is, you know, moving a third or fourth liner off your roster. You're right. I mean, you know, when you when you look at it and you say, were there other things that possibly Shirelli could have done? Yes, sure, they could have. And at that point, I even said, as much as oh, we all know about the salary constraints and he needed to make that deal because Johnny Boychuk was not going to resign back here during the offseason. But the thing was, they needed to get something for him, and Shirelli believes that getting those three can those two draft picks and an additional conditional draft pick was probably the way to go. Um, personally, I think that they should have kept him for the entire season and taken that chance and then let him walk and maybe not get anything in return in the offseason. And obviously, right now, everybody's going to be talking about that because a year ago when Seidenberg went down and McQuaid went down, Johnny Boychuk totally stepped up and came into his own as that veteran defenseman. Uh, and we saw great strides in his game last year, and obviously he's shown it already this year with the Islanders. So um, I just think that at that time, Shirelli thought that this was going to be the, you know, the best return for, for Johnny Boychuk, and he might as well get something for him. Um, but personally, I would have just stuck with him for the entire season because, as you mentioned, they were one injury, maybe two injuries away from being completely screwed. And I think now that Kevin Miller down, and obviously with Daniel Chara down, uh, now that's kind of coming to fruition, uh, unfortunately, for the Bruins. Uh, but they need to do something because uh, I really don't think the, the internal depth here is, uh, is the way to go. All right, so based on the guys who are left, though, right? So Charles down, Miller's out. So you got Seidenberg, Krug, Hamilton, Barkowski. I mean, of those guys, who needs to step up their game the most? Uh, Christian, you know, I think Dougie Hamilton is probably going to – this is his coronation right now. Everybody talked about how this is going to be a breakout year for him. Uh, and he really needs to, to step up here. And, and he's already, you know, he's had a, you know, some ups and downs array in the early part of the season, but, you know, he's a really talented guy. You know, he's, and I think that this is an opportunity for him to maybe step up a little bit. Uh, as far as what they do with what they have right now, I would be surprised if, if Claude Julien decides to put Seidenberg and Hamilton together as a pair, only because you don't want your two best defenders right now together only because you need more balance you know throughout the defensive pairing so I think maybe this morning of practice maybe you see even McQuaid up with with Hamilton you keep Seidenberg and Krug together and then that last pairing would be you know Barkowski slash Trotman slash uh, Morrow depending on what they want to do um, so I just think that at this point uh, Dougie Hamilton is probably a guy that they're going to look at to, to really carry this team defensively now uh, Seidenberg you know he 
traditionally he starts off slow to the season, and he's, he's done that again this year. He's still trying to shake that rust from missing basically all of last season with his knee injury. Uh, but, you know, he's a guy, obviously, that they can rely on also. Um, but to answer your question, I think like, this is a time for Dougie Hamilton to really show what he's made of. Hey, Joe, I really like Joe Morrow's game, what I saw of it offensively. I think he's a very good offensive player. Has he matured since he was in Pittsburgh when it comes to defense and playing within a system? Um, he's always been viewed upon as a fun-loving, happy-go-lucky guy and a good offensive talent, but maturity and responsibility in his own end, that was the question mark I always got in Pittsburgh uh, thinking about him. Can he? Uh, where is he in that regard now? What do you think about Trotman, too? Yeah, uh, Morrow's getting there. Uh, for everything that you said, you're, you're spot on. I mean, that was the Bruins knew that uh, of his makeup when you know when they got him, and I think that he, he's getting to that point. I, you know, I've obviously through training camp, and I've seen him a little bit play, you know, in Providence, and he's got that offensive ability. Uh, and now he just he needs to work on the defensive end of the game, and, and obviously that's why he, he's still in the American League right now. Uh, and the one thing I've talked to somebody within the Bruins organization said of all the defensemen that they have in the organization, he's got the most upside because he has that ability. He just needs to figure it out. You know, he can be that guy. Now he just needs that maturity. He needs to figure out that he should be one of the best players on the ice at any level that he plays at. So let's see it. Um, And I think we're starting to see it a little bit uh, with the Providence Bruins. Uh, The one game I saw him play was uh, the season opener, and he scored the the game-winning goal in overtime. He did a really great job of of crashing the net and passing that game a nice pass and he, he put it in, you know, for the game winner. So, uh, and he's also a guy that, that's good on the power play. Um, and as far as Trotman, they, Trotman had a, had a good camp. Uh, they were impressed with, with his development. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see which way they go. Uh, both guys are here, obviously, and it's going to be up to them to take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, but personally, even though Trotman did have a, have a really good camp, I really want to see what Morrow can do. Maybe given a, a chance at this level, Maybe it opens his eyes up a little bit. And he says, okay, this is my opportunity. I have to take advantage of it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right, Joe. All right, guys, thanks. All right that is Joe McDonald from ESPN Boston here on WEI Middays with MFB, Lou Merloni, Tim Benz, Christian Fourier.